Kiwa. And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And today we are recapping our stand up and throw down matches of the November Basho days 10 through 15. We are also, we're going to award our very own Sumo Kaboom Awards. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love it. We're just making up. <laughs> For our favorite sumo wrestlers and also for our bingo winners. Oh, that's so right. Let's start with bingo, eh? Bingo. That's right. Congratulations should go to Paul Yay. and Biff Trebert, yeah. if I'm saying that correctly, who both won Kachikoshi Bingo. Yay! So, full disclosure here, Paul won on day 14 and Biff on day 15, but because of some weird glitch in the Twitter sphere, we didn't hear about Paul's bingo until after we announced Biff's bingo win. But let's not let that take away from the down to the wire Technology finish here. just got the better of us this week, I yeah. think. Let's just call it a hard-fought head-to-head bingo game. And we have two. With two winners. Champions, That's right? right. Oh, we were so excited. And everybody towards the end of bingo was, oh, they were like really cheering for some stranger you know, strange wrestlers are like, I've never found myself really cheering this hard for Koto Echo, but I have. Mm -hmm. And we're really glad that we have two co-champions, just like last time we had two champions. So maybe this is a pattern that we see from yeah. here on out. Maybe there's always two bingo champions. That's but whatever right. the case is, congratulations. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about our bingo winners. All right. We have Biff. Now, Biff, he said he moved to Japan to teach English in K through eighth grade in the in August of 06, so that was a long time ago, he watched his first Basho that September. It was oh, one of cool. In Japan. In Japan. It was one of the few shows with an English track, and I fell in love immediately. I think what he's saying is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we both, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like, yeah, yeah we totally we get it. Yeah. We yeah. don't need to, yeah. I, he said he didn't miss a single day of the Basho, and he went actually to the Osaka Basho in 08, his favorite rikishi of all time is Takamisa Kari. Ooh, I don't has, know who that is. He has that amazing uh, warm-up routine. Oh, 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 yes, I do know who that is. Yes. Okay, like, I didn't know I that was I saw his name. it yesterday, and I was like, I'm down this rabbit hole of finding all, like, it's better than Hokuto Fuji's, like, by a million. Well, and he couldn't see well, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't I know. Well, he made up for it yeah. in pre-match ritual because it is amazing. He beat himself up. Yeah. Anyway, um, Takamisa Kari retired in 2011 and is actually now an Oyakata oh. at Azumazeki Stable, which I actually did read. I did just learn that. So anyway, he said about this rikishi, he wasn't really a great rikishi, but he did reach Komusubi twice. That's pretty great. Yeah. And for me, it was his pre-bout routine that yeah. really did it for me. And the it was... Hokuto Fuji love. Yeah. yeah. And it was just magnificent. And now he really, really, really loves Tobizaru. And mm -hmm. he has a soft spot for Shodai. And he also hopes that Asanoyama will become Yokozuna one day. So he says he uh, also enjoys watching sumo in Japanese as opposed to the English broadcast. He thinks that. it makes it more enriching. And I totally agree. Yes. I wish we could if do we understood thing. more of We're it. trying. We're trying. Yeah. He's, now get this. You'll love this. He has five dogs, two border collies, one blue healer. Nice. And two dachshunds. We have a blue healer. Yeah. Or Laurie does. The healer will sometimes watch sumo with him. With him. His <laughs> wife, uh, who is Japanese, does not watch sumo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe she's like, that's your thing. Yeah. And then he also sent a nice little recipe because uh, his wife makes jam. She makes blueberry oh, really? jam. Ooh. And he, he gave a little tip on uh, on what she does with her blueberry jam. So tell us a little bit about Paul. Okay, Paul. He is a pulmonary and critical care doctor from mm -hmm. California. Mm -hmm. Like if anybody has any heart issues, just read out. I'm just kidding. Um, he got into sumo when he saw this video. It's Kakaru versus Tochinoshin, and Kakaru loses. But it looks like prime Tochinoshin yeah, wedgie grip. Yeah, business. he just picks him up. So something about that ignited something in Paul, and he's like, "I <laughs> love this love sport." This sport. 
And then he, I guess, looked into it. He, I guess those are skills you wouldn't normally use in your doctor day. That's true. Uh, <laughs> like just very pure true. muscle power picking somebody up. Unless it's a Heimlich maneuver. And then if somebody's <laughs> made it to the hospital and they need a Heimlich maneuver, I mean, You've it's a little time. bit too late. <laughs> anyway, but uh, he fell down that rabbit hole and found actually Jason's Sumo channel, which we've definitely listened yeah. to and watched. Yep. And um, shout and out love. to him and love. He's great. And he became obsessed with the storytelling and how the actual rankings worked. So he has not missed a Basho since. He is a full on Sumo fan. Seems like he's kind of organically he brought, he came to it himself. Yeah. And he loves Asano Yama, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Well, he's pulling for him for Yokozuna, yeah. but his favorite right now is Terenufuji despite his shameful kotoshogiku henka. <laughs> he was really upset about that henka, but still, it's a legal, it's a legal thing. They are allowed to do henkas, uh, but still. So. Well, Biff and Paul, thank you so much for listening to us, and thank you so much for playing bingo. That's right. And uh, the jam is on the way. Ready to talk about some sumo? Yep. But first, we got to do a news flash. Beloved wrestler Gaga just retired this week. He is somebody that has been wrestling for a really long time. And just so everyone who is maybe not as familiar with him, he's another wrestler from Georgia. So I like to kind of think he kind of looks like Tochinoshin to me a little he's a, bit. He's a big, burly. I mean, aren't all sumo wrestlers big and burly? Yes, they are. But Most um, are. I guess yeah. not all. Yeah. But he's uh, he's retiring. Now, he was competing for a long time in Makauchi, where he spent 36 tournaments, so he just decided to retire this week. So congratulations for an incredible career. We're sad we won't get to watch you wrestle anymore, but hey, you had a great run. Yeah, and I can't wait to see you in other areas of the tournament. Right, maybe he'll he show up commentating. Yeah, or maybe he'll be selling snacks there in Japan. Yes, we'll because be able- I saw Goedo working the merch, the merch counter, counter, right? counter that's right i mean if there's anything that would get me to the merch counter fast i don't know if i mean it would be goedo it would be goedo <laughs> if i want to do a money exchange with anyone it's goedo can you believe goedo just looks so relaxed and relieved whenever i see him on the television now i know and i like to see that they've started their retirement and i imagine just it's got to be so much less stressful. Oh, yeah. Because they've been wrestling for so many years on injuries that can't properly heal. So mm-hmm. I imagine they feel like a million bucks. <laughs> let's hope they do. Let's they hope seem so. like they do. Yes. And let's hope we have many more years of Goedo at the merch stand, <laughs> at least long enough for you and me to get there. He wasn't the only like famous wrestler. There were a couple of wrestlers in there. I was like, they got to start at the bottom of the, the barrel here as no. far as their career in the JSA. You know what we need to learn how to say in Japanese is, will you sign my t-shirt? Oh, yeah. That's what we need to. Or will you sign my tatas? <laughs> do they do that in Japan? That doesn't seem like a very Japanese mm, way no. to get an autograph. Nor does it seem something that you and I would actually do. No, not ever. Um, because I don't usually wear anything that low cut. <laughs> but, you know, hey, 2020 has been a bitch of a year. Who knows what we'll do yeah, moving forward? Kueda, could you sign my tatas? I think he just... Can you imagine his eyes would get really big? Uh. Yeah, I remember my Japanese friends taught me this phrase, and I think it might be wrong. I think they may have just been kidding me, but they taught me, suck on my nipples, please. What? <laughs> please tell me you remember how to say this. Bichiku peru peru kudasai. Now... I think that may be completely wrong. I have not. This is like me remembering it in my brain like 20 years. Um, so that could be really, really <laughs> off. I have no idea. Can you look that up right it... now on Google Translate? Okay. <laughs> Let's see what it really translates as. I, I mean, I don't even know how to spell it. Oh, no, just <laughs> talking to it. <laughs> what? What did she say? Stockpile licking smell. <laughs> Well, stockpile. <laughs> Licky smell. You remember that. Bichiku peru peru. This famous Japanese saying. Big verber. No. Bichiku peru peru kurasai. I really like stockpile licking. What's the last one? Please, kurasai. I know kurasai is right. Stockpile licking, please. Bichiku peru peru kurasai. Yeah, we know kurasai. We know kurasai. It's the one we've learned from a Japanese class. Did my friends teach me stockpile licking, please? I think 
did. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the biggest joke of the year. Huh, that I walked around everywhere yeah. and I was like, stockpile <laughs> licking, please. <laughs> what was the other one? Stockpile <laughs> smell licking, please. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh okay shall we return to sumo uh, the okay. what did I just say it's, it's warm, warm. <laughs> okay day 10 sumo wrestling November Basho alright I'm just gonna name some of my favorite fights of this day in my humble opinion the best fight looking back on day 10 was Hokuto Fuji versus Takara Fuji. Okay, Hand maybe. Down. Yes, maybe it was because it was a two-for-one sumo special. Maybe because both matches were super long matches. The first yeah. one was over a minute and a half. I don't know how long the second one was. It, they needed a potty break, I felt. Oh, like. my it gosh. It was a long time. There was so much running, skipping, shifting. It looked like a CrossFit training class to me. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> they got so tired that Hokuto Fuji just took the longest rest on Takara Fuji's shoulder mid-match. <laughs> I kind of felt they were friends in that moment. Exactly. At the end of the match. Well, let me say, at first, the win went to Takara Fuji. I thought they were going to reverse the call because Takara Fuji's hands looked like they went down first in the slow-mo replay, but the judges called for a rematch yeah, it instead. Looked, it looked like Takara Fuji's hand. Yeah, but but now knowing that they look at who's the aggressor, like who really, yeah. that's an interesting thing because I think I always just kind of thought who who broke the plane, like in football, you know, with the... Yeah. Like, who broke uh, like the yeah, goal, the goal line. plane? Yeah. You know, we're talking football. Talk yeah, we're now. so the plane. We're of so good the at football. football. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> the it's line, just like football. where the line goes across the field. <laughs> when they break that plane, they get a goal. I thought that's how it was in sumo, but they do consider who was on the offense and who was on the defense. Yeah, I just. Man, at the end of that first match, Hulk Fuji was on his hands and his knees. He looked like he was doing Lamaze breathing. I thought he was going to barf. <laughs> it, was, it was, oh my God, it was just incredible. And Hulk Fuji was still breathing heavily when they started their second match. And again, these two very evenly matched Rikishi went at it, neither men giving up ground easily. But I tell you, somewhere by the end, Hokuto Fuji reached down somewhere deep inside himself, and he just found that tiny, teeny tiny little bit of oomph. And he had this like chariots of fire moment where he just got low <laughs> and over and over and over again, just pushed Takara Fuji out for the win. It was long. It was athletic. It was an amazing show of endurance. It was maybe my loved. favorite. I mean, well, we'll talk about our favorites, but this, as I went through the week, I kept thinking about this match and the fact that we got a two for one. Yeah. For, it was the best buy for your money. It and really was. I will say at the very end, I mean, Takata Fuji just fought it out equally. Hokuto Fuji came up with the win, but I felt like Takata Fuji in that moment defined himself in a different way. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I showed up. But I will say towards the very end when Hokuto Fuji was reaching deeper than his Mawashi to yes. find the power, yeah. when he pushed uh, Takara Fuji out. Takara Fuji was like, "Okay, okay, I'm done. I, I'm done. I, you beat me this <laughs> yeah, time." Yeah, I give was in. a little bit of a resign, sort of. Yeah, look, resign, or maybe sort of Hokuto Fuji has that much more endurance. This was exactly a moment in which they have to call on that that feeling of like I have nothing left, but yet I still have to get up and give yep. more. I do. Yeah, I do. Like I'm a sumo wrestler. I love that. <laughs> All right. You know, you know. You know, yeah. I do it every day. I sure I do. Okay. You guys, there's so many great matches on every single day of this tournament. I'm just highlighting a couple on day 10 simply so that we can move forward. But the best complete owning of another Rikishi, that match of day 10, I'm going to give to Terano Fuji mm -hmm. when he beat Tobizaru. Terano Fuji completely wrapped up Tobizaru's arms, took a breath, lifted straight up, and with Tobizaru's legs dangling in the air like a toddler, plopped this, I don't know what, 300-pound man right out of the ring. Now, Tobizaru yeah. is an agile wrestler, and he's fast. And so I just think Terano Fuji used his long arms to his great advantage here. He swept him up and won decisively, and it was just gorgeous. I yeah, loved I, it. I guffawed because <laughs> I thought, Jesus. <laughs> 
I've always known Teda Nifuji's arms are long, but that was just proof in the pudding. I was like, he wrapped him up. Yeah. He wrapped him up like a sweet, tiny baby <laughs> and picked him up and carried him out. <laughs> it was a great match. That's all mine for day 10. Okay. Day 11. Okay. Now we should remember that Shimano Umi is still 10 and 1 at this point. So he went up against Hoshoryu, and um, Hoshoryu in this match kind of gets turned around and eventually pushed out. And Shimano Umi is still leading at this point with Takakesho. That's kind of where we were on day 11. Um, he's still looking really good. And I think as we've gone through this boss show, just like last time with this miracle. You know, Maigashira 17 position. It seems like a great spot to be in. Yeah. And and yes, we should acknowledge that, like, the people he's wrestling in the beginning are far different than Mm -hmm. who Takakesho is wrestling from the very beginning. Um, But still, he eventually had to wrestle some bigger and bigger players. And I think he did admirably. After this Sadana Umi versus Enho match, I was really, really worried because for Enho? Enho seems like he is in extreme pain. I mean, he's had a really terrible tournament and, you know, he hankers in this match as usual and Sadna Umi is all over it and mm-hmm. he wraps him up and crushes him upon the ground as he pancakes on top of him. And that's what really that immense pain, like that pained face at the end of that, that had me really worried. And he's not had a great basho, but those hidden injuries that they like to hide, you know, maybe this is a new injury, maybe it's an old injury, but he just does not look up to, like, he just does not look like he's in tip-top shape. I totally agree with you. I was thinking either low back or neck problem. And after Sadna Umi landed on him, I mean, Enho doesn't have much padding to land on no. when he falls on the ground. And where that knot is in the back, that must have shifted his pelvis some. I don't know. It just made me very worried about his his back. Uh, me too. All right. Chiano Kuni versus Meisei. Uh, Meisei did a full henka at the Tachiai to an immediate slap down on the back of Chiono Kuni. And Chiono Kuni, also at this point, people are like, what's this momentum with Chiono Kuni? I mean, he's seven and four after this day, but still, he was looking pretty good. And mm-hmm. I have never seen, I don't think I've ever seen sumo happen so fast. It was just a full henka and he's on the ground. <laughs> I think it just like kind of shocked Chiono Kuni. All right, Hokuto Fuji versus Endo. Now, this mm-hmm. is another, both of these matches with the guys from the day before, Takaro Fuji versus Rudin and Hokuto Fuji versus Endo the next day, they both look like they were residual exhausted. Mm-hmm. Hokuto Fuji slogs through the beginning with Endo, who does a decent job of staying on his feet. Eventually, as they both promenade around the ring and eventually out, Hokuto Fuji gets the swing down and Endo is on the ground. So I was impressed just at how much energy Hokuto Fuji used the day before to be able to, you know, pull it out the next day for Endo. That was that was really nice to see. Okay, the big match of the day was, for me, Takakesho versus Koto Shoho. Now, this young kid... You know, he just is a young kid. And, you know, Takakesho, well, they're both young kids, but okay. Koto, Koto Shoho looks like he's, he's Sumo's baby brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Takakesho's not that much older, but he you think of him as a little bit more senior. Yeah. But this is a big thrust, like three of them, and as if it's like a trick move on what Koto Shoho expects on the next thrust from Takakesho. Takakesho just steps to the side and Kota Shoho stumbles forward. It was amazing how quick and how easily Takakesho conquered the young kid. And the, the kid, he's really shown in this Basho some amazing sumo. Yeah, he has. I think in another year or two, if he can stay healthy, I think we're really going to have somebody amazing on our hands. I hope so. But um, he fought well against Takakesho, though, but. I also really love, well, I just have to say my fascination with Terano Fuji continued on day 11 when he uh, he did that really beautiful arm barring force out. With Miyoguru? Yes. And yeah, I, he lifts him oh, up and out. I know. It's the same as the day before. I and this it. was a heavier and feistier child. I know. I loved it. <laughs> Miyoguru did, though, like a good job of just like trying to stay in the game. He got his hands inside, but it was just prime positioning for Ted and Fuji at that point. Yeah. That leads us to day 12. I would like to give a Sumo Kaboom Award for the prettiest fight of the day. And on day 12, mm-hmm. and this goes to the Aqua versus Endo. Oh. 
endophyte, okay. okay? I feel like Aqua deserves an award also because of his sheer joy at winning this bout. Oh, yeah. He was, it was a big thrilled win. that he won this. Aqua got his left hand in. And threw Indo over, legs splayed like a ballerina. And it was, what is that? I think we've, what is that? Jeté? No, what is that saying? It's like ass over teacups. We have talked about this before and we have yet to look the saying up. Are you talking about our other sister? Because I've never heard that phrase. Of ass over life. teacups? Ass over teacups. <laughs> I have never talked or about ass over okay. teacups. Okay. Well, maybe that's just been in my mind. It was an ass over teacups. We do have moment. another sister. It is possible that you could have gotten me and my bigger sister. Yeah, but I don't think she's a lawyer. So I don't think we would have ever had a Lawyers discussion about, about ass over teacups. Well, true. We'll have to ask her. Anyway, it was another one of those extended leg, beautiful moments. And it was lovely extension. Yeah. He won with officially a Yoritaoshi frontal crush out, but it was just beautiful extension. It was one of those moments where I really marvel at the flexibility and athleticism of the guys on the doyo. And it was in slow motion one of the prettiest things that I have ever seen. So that's why I wanted to give it a Sumo Kaboom award for prettiest fight of the day. Feel good match of the day. I'm gonna give to Chiono Kuni versus Miyogidu. Chiono Kuni, who is Mikeshir 14, who is all taped back together, who looks like his shoulder is duct taped to his chest to keep it on, got his kachikoshi Yay! on day 12. This guy who's had 10 surgeries, who thought he broke his leg doing sumo, cements his rise back to the top division for the second time with a win here. I guess I have a thing for guys who beat injury. I just do. Yeah. I think I have an award here that can only go to one man. Oh, wait, who is it? It's, I think you'll be able to tell from the title of the award, and the title is The Hokutopoki Bout of the Day. <laughs> has to go to Hokutofuji when he beat Tochinoshin on day 12. Oh, this that was, was a, a beaut. This is another hard won effort. Hokutofuji just kept. Tochinoshin off his belt for a good long time. It was another, yet another long bout. Once Tochinoshin got his belt, Hokutofuji pushed like his life depended on it. He stamped his foot on the ground and did the Hokutopoki and drove forward, pushing Tochinoshin Yeah, but it wasn't out. anything but pokey. It was a very powerful... Hokutopushi? Hokutopushi. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we Hokutocharji. Hokutocharji? Because it was a beautiful, powerful advance. It was okay. all brute force. Let's call it the Hokutopushi bout of the day. Hokutopoki. No, no, Hokutopushi. <laughs> now I'm saying it wrong. I like to see Tochinoshin kind of owned, and he got owned. <laughs> he did. This is the day after this bout, I started to make memes of Hokutofuji, like riding dragons, Hokutofuji in Dirty Dancing being lifted up. I was just so excited by Hokutofuji. I was so excited by Hokutofuji. We haven't really been on the Hokutofuji train in no, the past, No, I've always, I've always loved him I mean, for his pre-bout. I mean, what's not to like? I, yeah, I mean, he's very dramatic. We talk about his flair for yes, the drama. absolutely. But I'd love to see this guy winning a lot he he's kind of a middle of the pack type of guy to me he stays somewhere in the yeah. middle of the pack but he's and to definitely him, trying to make a change in yeah that. i mean he seemed like he was reaching he's doing it seems like the best sumo of his life yeah he's known as being a pusher thruster but he's using the belt in very different ways it just seems like he's found a style of sumo or a kind of sumo that's really working for him. And I just couldn't be more excited for the guy because yeah. I love him. Yeah. So, yeah, Hokutapushi bout of the day. And I do have to mention the dump truck bout of the day, Takakesho versus Takara Fuji. There was a huge blast at the Tachiai, and Takara Fuji just could not withstand yeah, he the had onslaught. No answer. And was just the like bulldozer. Poof. Yeah. That was Takakesho. Out of the show. <laughs> that was day 12 to me. Can I bring up? Daisho versus Takayasu. Yeah, Daisho was an incredible force to be reckoned with in yes. that bout. And I was proud, though, because Takayasu looked really dynamic. And he needs to show up and do this every single day of the of the 
tournament mm-hmm. from the very beginning because him versus Daesho, Daesho brings out something in Takayasu. You can see it. And Daesho is incredible. Mm-hmm. This Supati attack, everything. But from the beginning, Takayasu, he had a huge tachi eye. And he looked so aggressive from the top and he chased him all around. Daesho is still looking good, but he followed around and chased Daesho out. And I felt like Daesho was sort of running from him. But this was a very aggressive um, Takayasu. And I felt like when I see him with other super great wrestlers, like super like feisty, like someone like Daisho, he turns it on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he's a little slow to react with some of the other wrestlers that are maybe not considered the same type of fighter as Daisho. Mm-hmm. And he loses in those matches. So whatever Daisho brought out in him, we need to see more of that. Day 13. Chiamna Kuni, y'all, versus Yutakayama. Now, this match had Yutakayama altered around from many Chionokuni slap downs and step to the side deals. And he managed to stay on his feet for about four slap down attempts that got him almost to the ground or turned around. And then he would recover quickly. And then he t- would try to center himself. And he could not still withstand the attack from Chionokuni after being pushed to the side, like a side position, sort of. And he couldn't quite get back around and square off with Chionokuni to resist his final push. And now, at the edge he was finally pushed out Yutakayama has had a rough basho but he did show um his unwillingness to be kind of pushed down he really fought back in this it was kind of like sink or swim and he was like I'm gonna try to swim Chionokuni just came out on top and he did a really great job mm-hmm. still on the Chionokuni train yep. nine and four Okay, do you remember this? Chioshoma versus Enho I mean we're still I'm still worried Chioshoma? Chioshoma versus Enho I don't remember it. I'm looking for my notes. What I remember about this is not necessarily the outcome, but it was this brutal Tsupari attack from Chioshoma. Um, Finally, Chioshoma did literally a Darth Vader grip on Enho's neck. He literally kind of lifted up his body by the neck and extended it out. Enho just gave up. I think he was pretty much being strangled. It looks so not fun. And yeah. I ha- I've just been like so worried about Enho, but this is one of those moments in Sumo where you're like, good God, this is a brutal sport. Yeah, where you really start to wonder, can a guy that size <sighs> hang in there without getting injured very long? <sighs> and he's a strong guy. I just worried about that Darth Vader grip. Yeah, he did get pummeled that day. All right. Um, hook to Fuji. Versus who? Tokushore, you. <laughs> Does he get another award? Did he? Did he get another? We're talking Hokuto a lot Pushy about Hokuto Pushy awards, but um, <laughs> Hokuto Hokuto Pushy, he really showed some versatile. <laughs> Wait, sorry, he showed some versatility here with this Yotsu Sumo. He's on the belt, and Tokushore, you can do this, but Hokuto Fuji isn't really known in, for doing this a lot, and, and he did a really great job of playing at Tokushore, you's own belt game. They were chest to chest. Hokuto Fuji backed Tokushore, you up to the edge, got him sideways, and unable to kind of square off again with both of his legs to resist Hokuto Fuji. Tokushore, you yeah. tries a leg pick here as like a last-ditch effort. But it doesn't work. And Hokuto Fuji is really, really persistent and pushes Tokushoryu over the bales with a strong right-handed grip on Tokushoryu's belt and a push from the left side. So, um, again, consistently at nine and four, he's looking good. I Although I, I would just like to say I do love Tokushoryu. He was seven and six at this point, but just he noted. I, I love the guy. I, I love the way too. he's built. I just love to watch him sumo. It's the greatest. I do, too. I completely agree. I absolutely love his body. This day, by the way, was an epic day. I could literally Wait, talk about every we, single match. Yeah, I know. Can we also talk about Tokushoryu's sweet face? He just seems like oh, yeah. the nicest guy in the world. Well, he's vulnerable, as we saw last time. He's not afraid to <laughs> show, show share his, his emotions. emotions. And I'm like, kudos to you. Like, more people should know it's okay to, like, cry when you're excited. He's another guy that has no neck. And for some reason, I'm really fascinated and find that strangely appealing. Well, I think... It's like the Chio Maidu thing. You yeah, know? there's something about his shape that makes you think they're jolly. Yeah. And... When you do see him fight, um, you're reminded that you're like, this is a fierce warrior. He just comes in a package that looks um, not comical. It just looks um, big and round and 
maybe, like I said, jolly. Yeah. Like Chiyomaru, the uh-huh. same sort of feeling, why we love them. We're just like, they're just so round and I just want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. But he really um, is an amazing wrestler. That just should yeah. be noted. Yeah. Well, and I was just so happy that he finally got his kachikoshi. Yeah. I think it was the it, next day. Was it the next day? I mean, to win a tournament and then to get makikoshis. In, in the following tournaments, it's yeah, just that great that he got a winning record to sort of stop the descent down the Banzuke. Yep. Yep. All right. Takeyasu versus Tobizaru. Okay. By the way, the flying monkey, he is really, really good. Kind of like Wakataka Kage is. Yeah. Fierce. And you don't, because they're shorter in stature, you're like, they can't really match up to some of these big guys like Takayasu. Well, and they're this similar. This example of, yeah, they're very they're, similar They're similar in, in that they try different things really quickly. And right. if one thing they're doesn't so work, fast. they just try something else. Yeah. Well, that's what Tobizaru did over Takayasu. And Takayasu battles this out with Tobizaru with his height and his weight advantage, grappling for a better grip. And he gets Takayasu a little bit pushed upwards too high, but Takayasu has Tobizaru's upper arms kind of wrapped up pretty good. And after that, I don't really know what to say. Then it was kind of like, um, you know, like in soccer, when we used to play soccer as little girls and you just, you, there's a ball in the huddle and you just kick the shit out of each other's shins. Yes. He tried it once. It didn't work. But the second time he tried to just kind of kick um, Takayasu off of his feet by yeah. a stiff kick to the shin and it worked. Takayasu <laughs> went to the dirt immediately. I know it's legal. It just looks like something you kind of see an elementary it school was, bully kind of do, but it, it was, was this, it was a beautiful leg sweep and it worked. I call that the Debbie Hackett move. Debbie, was Hackett, Debbie Hackett was this very large soccer player from my youth who was terrifying if she came running towards you that was exactly the move that she was gonna do she was just gonna kick the ass out of your shins so that's totally what it is it's a debbie hackett move well tubby Zaru pulled a very very good debbie hackett on takiyasu and it worked oh it apologies to debbie hackett if you're out there listening I'm maybe sure she's are. changed maybe, maybe she hasn't maybe she's a counselor now let's hope Otherwise, she's still kicking shins. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Terunofuji, though, versus okay. Ryuden. And Ryuden at this point is nine and four, I think, after this one, 11 and two after on day 13. So they were both, they both have good records. I like to see these guys. Ryuden with his hip bounce, we haven't talked much about it, but it seems to have given him some mojo. Mm-hmm. Maybe it kind of slowed down towards the second half of the boss show, but he still has been incredibly fierce um, as far as a, a, an opponent. Tedanofuji deals with this very wiggly Rudin who had a decent grip on Tedanofuji, but Tedanofuji, even with his long arms, even with his long arms, struggles to get his arms, his other arm around Rudin for a double-sided grip, which is mm-hmm. really what he wants. And then in this like huge sort of move, like get off of me, he breaks Rudin's grip on his own belt, and then he gets a better handle on Rudin's and pushes Rudin back and out with a double inside push to the upper chest. And Rudin is toast. That's a great description. But I do remember seeing like, whoa, he just kind of like grabbed his arm and yeah. It was miraculous in that he had the strength to do that, but it also showed the power of Rudin's hand and how much of a strong grip he had on Tedanofuji. And he had a good grip, and it was kind of amazing to see him break it. Yep. Okay. So now we're at the point where we're finally seeing Takakesho versus Shimano Umi. Yeah. Now, what did you think of this pairing on day 13? Um, wh- Why they were matched? Well, I asked that because this is first place on the Bonzuke fighting last place on the Bonzuke on day 13. And I know they have the exact same record at this point, but this seemed unfair to me. Well, I think it may have been their jockeying, their way to get Tenenofuji versus Takakesho, you know, on the last day. Remove this guy. I yes, and as a threat, and so let the big dies. And that's exactly what it seemed like to, to me. To be honest, though. Takakeisho's wins versus Shimanoumi's wins, even though Shimanoumi did well, still fighting guys all throughout that were higher ranked than him. Obviously, everyone's higher th- than he is. But his first few days were battling it out with lower ranked guys. Uh-huh. Takakeisho from the very beginning did not start at Maegashira 17. Yes. So I do understand them doing that. They're, they want to see their big guys. They want to know... Who going into these next 
tournaments is really on an Ozeki run or on a Yokozuna run. They want to see these guys go head to head to see what they're made of. And Shimonumi gets in the middle of it and kind of messes that up. So, yeah, it's, it's like he's messing it's like he's messing up the math. And yes. they're like, dang it, if you're gonna mess up the math, you're going to fight the guy who's in first place. Right. Your numbers are gonna be that high. Okay. We're going to put let's you see, here yeah. and let's see if you can And I mean, it sometimes hang. works. I mean, they, I don't know how they did it with Tokushoryu. Well, that's what I was thinking. They didn't do that. I don't recall them doing that with Tokushoryu. I need to look back over who Tokushoryu fought it seems in the like, last few days. Yeah. It seems like he did not jump all the way up to first place at day 13. Yeah. Well, something for us to look, look back at. Yeah. Anyway, this was a pretty funny bout, actually, because if you ever want to know how a grown man can be slapped around like a rag doll, it was this match. <laughs> it was arms a-flying oh, everywhere, wasn't man. it? Takakesho has a brutal support attack. Shimonoumi just tries to actually withstand it. And, and I was actually admired. You know, I admired his attempt because this huge wave of Takakesho <laughs> came over Shimonoumi. Shimonoumi was like, oh, my God, this is a tidal wave. I'm going to lose my shorts. Ah, And he like, you know, tried to, what's that called? Dog paddle? He tried to dog paddle to stay about, he, anyway, in a nutshell, it would. It didn't work out for him. For him, he fought, but he tried to withstand the punishment. Eventually, the ocean took his shorts, though, and he was pushed out, wrung out by a Takakesho attack, targeted movement of Shimonumi backwards, and not letting him kind of get centered enough to fight back is what Takakesho, you know, did to kind of put him, put him with the advantage. And I think everyone though enjoyed this match for the sheer power of watching Takakesho work with a, such a short squat body against another short squat wrestler like Shimonoumi. He was a mega wave and it was square on. And that that wave was Takakesho. <laughs> and anyway, that it was him saying, kiddo, this basho is mine. It was uh, like a fired up Takakesho as well. Got it. I think that's a great description. I don't know if it's great, but... I, I I can add nothing to that. That's great. Should we go to day 14? Yeah. Day 14. We had a heartwarming moment of the day. After the Akawa versus Kotoeko match, when Akawa got his kachikoshi, that was fun. But even better was his 1,000-watt smile in his post-match interview. Yes. Akawa told a story about being in a car accident in the early days of the tournament. That nobody knew what? anything about. Yes, but he was all smiles. He said he was in a car that got rear-ended by a dump truck. Oh, my god! And that's why he wasn't performing well in the early days of sumo. But he had a huge smile on his face. And so everybody watching him had a huge smile on their face. And we just all loved him anyway. Like, they we got couldn't real stop lives. smiling. You, you kind of forget they've got real lives, real things going on at home yes. that they're also trying to get through. Uh, yeah. Like, when you get rear-ended. Yeah. Crazy. That, that can shake you. Yeah. Okay. Surprising win of the day, I would like to mention Ichinojo versus Aoyama. This was classic big boy sumo on day 14. I like to see these guys matched up. Yeah. Well, I do too. And especially in slow motion. Yeah. Like, there's nothing quite like these two guys going at each other at <laughs> slow motion. But Ichinojo. You know when you see those walruses? Those ma male walruses that are like, ah, and they're neck to neck? Yes. That vision just came into my mind when I thought about these two. Am I wrong? Well, not in this match. They're not normally yet. Like, oh, normally yes. But it's but in this similar. match. In this match, Ichinojo moved like a flash yeah, at he the was top. Quick. He had a hanka, and he took down Aoyama with this lightning fast slap down. It was over in a second. Yeah, I had honestly no idea that Ichinojo could move that quickly ever. Well, since he's lost weight, he has definitely shown an improved mobility. Yeah, he has. So that was the surprising one of the day. Ichinojo there. It was decisive. Best Kimarite of the day uh, for me went to Terutsuyoshi for his win over Inho. And this, okay, if the one before was classic big man sumo, this was classic little man That's sumo. Right. <laughs> well, I should say classic average man sumo because they're both like 5'9", right? They're <laughs> yeah. both my height. Yeah. Okay, but this was really fun to watch. So here are these two smaller wrestlers. They went chest to chest, each going for the other's belt, which is unusual. You normally don't see them fighting this way. They're normally going low, you know, doing leg right, picks. Everybody and, else is bigger than 
Yeah, exactly. So they can take each other on. So Teratsuyoshi pulled Enho in close, spun, and he lifted Enho's knee and executed a beautiful... I hope I'm saying this right. I should have looked it up before we recorded. I think it was called a sotokamata. It was an under thigh scooping body drop mm. that was so cool. It was it was beautifully timed. It was another one of those unusual takedowns that we don't see very often. And so it just stands out as something really incredible when you get to see it. My favorite match of the day, however, was Terunofuji versus Shimanoumi, mm -hmm. both now tied on day 14 for second place. Terunofuji is, of course, in Sanyaku versus Shimanoumi, who's in last place, right? So again, this Talk about Shimanoumi's back-to-back -back schedule. Takakeisha exactly. the day before, and then like I know Terunofuji. It's not fair. <laughs> it just isn't fair. <laughs> he should have been fighting like Wakatakakage or something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So it should have been over quickly. But remember, Terunofuji had won from the exact same place in July, in last place. Anyway, Shimanoumi tried it all in this match. He pushed, he shoved with all of his might, arms flying. He tried to stay low and actually he tried to stay as far away from Terunofuji's long arms as he could. <laughs> but once Terunofuji got Shimanoumi's belt with both hands, it was just over. Terunofuji just pushed him back and out. It was another, it was a decisive win. And again, my love for Terunofuji just continued to swell in my heart. I think you like all Mongolians I that are that. I have a thing like for a Mongolians. Over six foot two. Uh, yeah, I really <laughs> you like am. Big and Mongolians. especially if they have injuries <laughs> that they're getting over, which what? is really, no, I just find him really compelling. Like he's very cool. And yeah, he's cool. he looks he very intimidating. Sort of vibe. I have a thing for the intimidating wrestler thing on the doyo. She I likes a bruiser, do. everybody. But she I also, likes a bruiser. But obviously, I also like the thousand-watt smiles of guys, like big round guys like Aqua. So, like, I have a thing for all of these boys, depending on how you look at it. I have a thing for balding wrestlers. I have a thing for little wrestlers <laughs> that do well. I just love them all. <laughs> That's a true fan. And, oh, anyway, there were lots of great matches throughout day 14. It was just another really overwhelming, beautiful day. For sake of time, <laughs> at the end of day 14... I just want to remind you, Takakesho 13-1 in first place, Terunofuji 12-2 in right. second place. And now that's really the most important thing you need to know going into the final day. That's right. Well, before we get there, I will talk briefly about two other matches. Let's talk about Daesho versus Koto Shoho. Jesus, Daesho. <laughs> this match of Daesho is what Kutsumo is all about. We had a rematch. And then Daesho then dominated and pushed Koto Shoho all around. But Koto Shoho did a really great job of staying on his feet. And he defied gravity pretty well at the edge. We had, what, two Monoese? I don't know. Um... The second time around, there was this huge, big charge from Koto Shoho, but a headlock throw at the edge, actually by Daesho, as he was being pushed backwards and out, is what actually gives Daesho the win. He managed to kind of throw at the same time, and he got the win. It was experience versus inexperience, but it should be noted, Koto Shoho, young kid, looking great. This kid really is on his way up. And this that kid's was going exciting. somewhere. He's going somewhere. Straight to Broadway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have to say, Koto to walk on Broadway might not be like a really great show. He and seems pretty deadpan. Don't sing it because that's from Annie and we'll have to pay the rights. <laughs> have I ever I told you the story the of like NYC? No, none what? of our listeners know about Annie. Of course they do. Okay. So the song is, I'm not going to sing it, NYC. Yeah. I There's gave you a fair warning. Yeah. Up but, there in lights. But there was this actress once who did it as an audition and she kept singing New York City. No way. She didn't do it as the abbreviation NYC. She, anyway, that is a side note for all of our musical theater nerds who there might be one of them who actually knows the original stage play of Annie. And the musical director in this audition was like pulling his hair no, out? No, the, the music Gold director said, hey, you can try that again. It's not New York City. It's NYC. And she like just literally was like, yeah, I know. And then she did it the same way the second time through oh. New York City. And they were like, thank you thank so you. much. That was so great. Anyway, we'll call you. We just nerded out in musical theater. Apologies. <laughs> 
That's not in the movie. That's only in the stage play. Okay, uh, let's talk about Wakataka Kage oh. versus Kota Nowaka, another youngin. This was an epic match. Wakataka Kage proved again how great he has been lately. Mm-hmm. Kota Nowaka, he did a really great job too. He seems to be able to go pretty well head to head with these, with just anyone. Wakataka Kage? No, Kota Nowaka. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They both they both are like newer and younger. Yeah. They have earned their spot in this top division and they should be there. They look like complete pros. Yeah. And uh, Wakataka Kage came out with the win. He still had a record of seven wins, eight losses. Same with Kota Nawaka, seven wins, eight losses. But um, I still think they both um, did really well this time around. Yeah. Much, much improved. Okay. And then let's just talk about... Tadanofuji versus... You're going to skip the Takayasu one? Well... Because he got his Kachikochi on day 15. My two favorites. Maybe it's just hard for me to talk about it because I love them both. Okay. Takayasu versus Tamawashi. Um, Takayasu gets his Kachikochi by bulldozing over Tamawashi, basically. <laughs> who I was is happy. not an ma- easy man to bulldoze. No, I no, mean, not at all. He's known for a brutal Tachi eye as well. And Takayasu, again, like when he's aggressive and he has this like spunk... He's amazing, mm-hmm. but he doesn't always show that in the beginning of a of a tournament. So it was a ni- it was a nice thing to see him win and get his kachikoshi, which means he can stay at his position. Yes. Now let's talk about Terunofuji versus Takakeshi. Okay. This is um. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> well, this is a nail biter. I mean, I don't really know how to wrap this up. I mean, we had we have a playoff. Uh, they did. They well, yeah. Go one fight at a time. Well, who were you hoping would win when they met the first time? I wanted Takakeshi to win because and I, I wanted Terano Fuji to win. I know, I know, and that's why everyone's allowed to be different in this world. <laughs> it made it far more dramatic. But for yes. me, I saw something in Takakeshi from the beginning. You know, prior to this Basho. There was a crazy drive that Takakesho, like even in the news, all the reporters, he just seemed like he was going nuts during all of this preparation. He seemed kind of like Rocky, like I've got a target and my target is I want to be a Yokozuna or I want to win this tournament. I just got married. There's something of different in me. So when I saw him have such a really great run, we're like, he's lost one bout at this point. Yeah. He has performed incredibly well as an Ozeki. And I think I wanted him rewarded for that. And even though I actually love Terunofuji just as much and I love his story. Yeah. And I love the fact that he was an Ozeki and he fell down the ranks. And now he's back and now he's trying to go again for another. He's going for an Ozeki run. I still wanted Takakesho in this moment to win. The hmm. So this was one of those days that we were watching together. Guys, we don't always watch our sumo together, but it seems like always the first and last day, at least, we yeah. watch together. And uh, I remember turning to you after the first match, after I was like squealing on the floor, and I was like, now who do you want to win? And you said, now it could be either of them. And I totally agreed with you at that point. Yeah. Like, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Now that they have the same record. Yeah. And, and Tara Fuji has established his dominance and threw him down like that. Now, either one of them could win and I'd be okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> I can't even tell you, because we watched it today, I can't even tell you what happened in the first one other than Takakesho, if I remember, got body slammed by Ted and Yeah, it was so beautiful. And like, <laughs> Takakesho had like a 400-pound man yeah. land on his chest. <gasps> And we both were like, oh, my God, did that hurt Takakesha? But we should know better. He has a lot of padding. Yes. He can handle it. Yeah. And I did watch him leading up to this. He was panting. He was very nervous, I felt. So I felt when I was watching him prepping for this bout that he was out of sorts mentally. I am no mind reader, but I'm telling you that's what my mind read <laughs> out of his mind. This match obviously shook him a little bit yeah and then they go off and then they're down the vomps or the hanamichi and they go back apparently they get get, well they both get their hair did (laughs) but it remains very important yes but then it was noted by the commentators that takakesho did 10 teppo Uh uh-huh and stood there yep like a scarecrow and must have like (laughs) gone through in his head what happened that took him down which i actually thought was really interesting 
I think some of the best people, whatever they do, are hypercritical. Yeah. They have to be hypercritical because if they're not, then you have to constantly doubt what you've done so that you can get better than it. And I think that in that moment, that's what Takakesho did. And Tadanofuji went back and he just get his hair did. And then he was like, I'm ready. You don't think he was thinking about it while he's getting his hair done? No, I'm sure he was just like, this feels so good. <laughs> Could you take a little off the back? That's right. Could you curl the ends up a little bit? But oh, wow. This second time through, I don't think I wrote it down what happened the second time. It was just a bunch of pushes and Fuji was standing up too tall. Yes. Well, and he noted that afterwards. Yeah. That was his fault. Yeah. Talk so the little T-Rex ran in and was like, push, 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 push. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Oh my God. That was amazing commentating. The, the fact that we didn't write it down. And we're like, because you remember? It was amazing. It was. But everyone who's listening, they all saw that match. Yes. You remember it in your in your brains. <laughs> my brain's clearly a little foggy after this week of after editing and, oh my gosh, two weeks of this and then two bingos. Like, I clearly, <laughs> I clearly can't speak or um, have sane thoughts in my head. I'm guessing you were thrilled with the outcome. I was thrilled. We saw some sumo tears, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> right. Takakesha really did a good job backing up Teda Nafuji in that second bout. So he uh, he said, I couldn't have won this by myself. I was able to achieve this thanks to my stable master, Chikunaura, um, his wife, and all the people that support me at the stable. And he really has struggled with his injury since he became an Ozeki in May of last year. So the result actually made him really, really happy. Ever since he was promoted to Ozeki, he said, not many good things have happened to me. So I knew I had to mentally weather the storm. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting comment. To By the make. way, that was from Kyoto News. And it really points to the other new Ozeki as right. well. They've all struggled yes. as soon as they uh, got their Ozeki status. Well, they have a new schedule. I mean, their yeah, they lives have more are responsibilities, more respons- much They're, more pressure. Well, yeah, a lot more pressure because everybody wants to beat you as an Ozeki or a Yokozuna. Maybe just the combination of that, like feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders and like you have to perform in a certain way. Or you have to get used to it. Or maybe or suffer through whatever that beginning phase is until you get to the point where you're this mentally strong. Or maybe people really do just fight harder when you're the guy at the top. Maybe that's the struggle. Like everybody wants to take you down yeah. and they will give 1200% to do it. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting comment to make. Yeah. And it seemed true across the board for our Zeki right now. Yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, huh. That makes sense. Teda Nafuji said, though, his bad habits is from Kyoto News as well. Bad habits emerged in the playoff. My upper body came up too high. It was as simple as that. Before this tournament, I was aiming for double digit wins. So I achieved my goal. But then again, I also came really close to the championship. He also stated he was he's going into his Ozeki run with that in mind for the next Basho. But for this Basho, he was actually only aiming for 10 wins. So at 13 and two, he surpassed his goal. Absolutely. So he's much, well on his way. Yeah, much, much um, appreciation for him, his wrestling, his fierceness and um, what he brings to the sport in general. So I think that is our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Uh, Join us next week when, Lord knows, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) We'll figure out something. That's right. Tune in again for more info on the sport we love. Join us online. Find us on social media. Connect up with us. Comment. Tell your friends about us. Feel free to ask anything about sumo and we'll get down to it. If we don't know the answer, we'll find somebody else who does. That's right. So until later, I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Thank you so much for listening. Sayonara. See you later. I'm at this point in quarantine where I've lost my ding-dang mind.